1: So we got somebody who's a quick to take away the credit from somebody who probably deserved it in the NFL. We will <laughs> oh, get into NFL. all of that here uh, coming up in just a couple of moments from now. <laughs> no, definitely not that. That was a great, uh, I mean, it was a very, very good it was, yeah, yeah, definitely okay. don't yeah. want uh, to touch that. Alone. that. Yeah, uh, it is uh, two at pros and a cup of Joe. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up to the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on FSR. So, uh, obviously, there is a lot of, uh, and we were just talking about it, a a lot of love and uh, credit being doled out to uh, Bill Belichick for the uh, game plan last night uh, in Buffalo against the Buffalo Bills and uh, the performance that the Patriots put on. Mac Jones, three pass attempts. They ran the ball uh, and it was just a figure it out, uh, conditions be damned. Uh, and try and get a win on the road. The Patriots do that. They're the one seed in the AFC playoffs. Sean McDermott, uh, the head coach of the uh, Buffalo Bills, um, you know, he was asked about the uh, you know Bill Belichick game plan, and now things went down. Uh, here was the Bills coach last night afterwards.
3: Let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position of the 40 yard line and he starts with the 23 yard line, and I'm rounding up in both cases, and we were one for four in the red zone and they're 0 for one in the red zone, you give me that ahead of time, I'm saying I like my chances. He's bitter,
4: man. But I agree with him.
3: <laughs> he,
1: he has he to do better. Bitter. Well, him, be bitter that you you
4: didn't do better. Uh, uh,
1: Micah Hyde, uh, 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 Justin uh, Poyer, uh, uh, Jordan Poyer. Uh, they all sound very but very bitter. But don't you have to admit? Uh, th- isn't happened. that what you want? Isn't that <laughs> what we were saying going out of the
4: show talking about the game? <laughs> that you have two young quarterbacks. One just got his contract. One is on his rookie contract. Both teams are doing well at this point. They, I mean, they have their issues that they have to address on 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 the defensive side of the ball in, in Buffalo. But for what it's worth, it's shaping up to be what can, can be considered a rivalry again, or rivalry renewed. So.
1: I like the fact that he was irritated and upset. Oh, I did too. It's great. It's entertaining. It just, it does sound like, man, we like, thought we like, got rid of these guys. Stop talking about Bill <laughs> Belichick already. Like, we thought we, were, we got rid of him when Brady went to Tampa. Well, then you should have won. Uh, and and uh, here it happens again. Uh, well, that, then you should have won. A, that sounds like a bitter guy. Uh, it's, it sounds like there's a,
2: a lot of frustration. I, I just wonder, like, did Buffalo peak? Ooh. Like as, as much as we want to make this a rivalry, like did they peak last year? Oh they're not as good this year. No, well, because because and I'll ask you this: Is is New England gonna get worse from here? Like I, I feel like if they anything, like only it. get better. Right? Yeah.
4: They look like they have finally figured out what the coaches want them to do, and they are succinct in what it is their approaches are, and that's why they're successful. I mean, it doesn't look like they're hitting their peak. It looks like they're they're ascending, and and I think we've been saying this all year. And and it's funny because statistically speaking, looking at the Buffalo Bills, they don't look as though they're a team that's you know going backwards. They look like they're still a dominant team statistically, rankings wise. But they're not as good as they were last year. Allen is not as good as he was last year. So I, I don't you know I don't know. And he got I, he I think got the paid. difference is you have to look at, like,
2: the trend. Like, early this season, I think they were at 4-1, 5-2 at other points. They were dominant. Like, they, they looked to be that team we saw last year. And then they hit this rut where offensively you realized all right, they can't really run the football. Maybe they have to with Josh Allen. They just don't want to because they just paid the guy. Their defense isn't playing as well as it used to. And then on the other side, like, New England, look at the past, what is it, Six weeks. They haven't given up over 13 points. They yeah. haven't given up over 13 points, or excuse me, the last five games. I mean, it, it's a completely different team. Like, they kind of at 500, they've kicked it into gear now won five straight. And, and offensively, they're putting up more points. I, I just... They figured it out, man. And, and now they go into the bye week, and you only they only get more momentum as the season goes on. That, yeah.
1: I was just going to say that they have a bye week this week, New England, and this is after they rattle off this win streak. They're sitting in first place. I mean, this this feels like the the perfect time. And and you've like you would figure a team maybe they'd be a little bit ragged at this point because the bye week came so late, and they've only played better. Buffalo just feels like they're going. To, I mean, they're the seventh seed in the in the AFC playoffs, right? Right now, and and if Buffalo misses the playoffs, and there's a, there's a real chance possibly Buffalo can miss the playoffs. Their schedule is pretty manageable, but if they were to miss the playoffs, if, if things just got even worse from here and they had a meltdown, they're the most disappointing. That's team a in the tremendous NFL, right? disappointment. That's tremendous. Gotta be. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people
4: could look at or did look at Buffalo as a Super Bowl contender. Yes, they were a top four this, favorite to get to didn't the Super they Bowl. Beat, didn't they beat Kansas City early on yes. in the year this year? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they they showed at times the, the glimpses of what their brilliance could be. But as the season has worn on, they have just been a team that, like, they'll lose games they're not supposed to lose. They'll win some games they're supposed to win. And they're showing you that they're largely, in part, not a consistent football team, and that's a dangerous team to be. When you, when and we continue to say in November, we're now in December. If you don't start showing that your trend is going up by mid-November into December, you're you're probably not. It's hard to get a late run to get hot. It's hard. So if you're not trending up by now, chances are you're not going to trend up. In, in, a, in an impactful way for the rest of the year. So it's they could be in a very, very dangerous position right now.
2: Now, hold on now. Wasn't this where kind of the Tampa Bay Bucks were last year? I think their bye was a little bit earlier. Yeah. Like
1: week 12 maybe? Uh, I, th- I think it was week 13. because Week 13 14, because of the extra week, is the latest there's been a bye week um, in NFL history. Oh, that's
2: right, because we had we 17 games. And, year, and
1: I think so. Tampa had a bye last last year, the same week as Carolina. Just randomly they were the two that had the final bye week. And then, yeah, they, they rattled off a bunch of wins in a row and figured it out. I, I just – Man, if I if I'm Buffalo, yeah. it one, one seems week off. sooner, and they right. did
4: yeah. win last week. You know they did they, win. I mean they got throttled by the Colts the week before. I mean and they throttled the Jets the week before. I mean it's not like they're on this tremendous skid. they're, so, they're gonna
2: win ten games.
4: So it's not. Yeah, I'm not putting dirt on them. I'm just saying, if they're going to be that team. Then they got to start showing a little bit more consistency than what they're doing right now. It can't be, you know, patty cake with it, right? It's like win this week,
1: lose that week. Win this week, lose that week. That's they're, what they're doing. They're three and four since they beat Kansas City. Like, and and if you were to if if those teams played again right now, give me Kansas J-C. City
4: all yep. day, all yep. day. Like, and it, that's just, damning. That's damning to say. You know, if I'm if I'm the Bills. And that's where we're at. Where that's the first thing that comes to mind. Because I don't know that anybody would say no. Give me the bills today. I don't know that anybody says that.
1: Well, okay, Brian Dayball. He was. Uh, is this? This is kind of a uh, kind of kind of a rough year for him, right? I mean, he's been talked about as going to be the next uh, you know hot commodity, offensive coordinator for the Bills, be a head coach. I mean you pointed this out when we were talking about this before the show in your notes, Brady, that they, they can't run the ball. And, and is it that they can't run the ball or they just refuse to run the ball and Dayball's is trying to make a statement by going up and down the field.
2: So, so the odd thing is, is like statistically and LaVar just said this, they don't look that bad. Like if he walks into an interview right now, Given that they're a top five scoring offense, a top 10 offense in regards to yards, even if you look at their yards per attempt, they're top 10 rushing. But a lot of that's kind of fluff. When you think about how they go about generating some of that, like they were doing it versus some bad football teams earlier in the season. Like their MO has been get up on teams. And then in the second half, that's where you start to run the football. And then start to kind of add on or pad those stats a little bit. It's like it's almost the opposite of a quarterback who's on a bad team and he's constantly playing from behind and he's getting a lot of those garbage time, yards, and production so his stats look better. It's like the exact opposite with a good football team. So n- no one's going to like sit there and if he walks into a, a room right now with the way the stats look, no one's going to sit there and question it. But if you're actually looking at their ability to run the football when they need to, it's a problem, man. I mean, it's a problem. It displayed itself back versus Jacksonville when they lost that game 9-6. Um, to it, it displayed itself, obviously. I mean, the Colts game got out of hand early, you know, and the defense struggled there. But there's been instances where you watch and you're like, man, they, they just don't have any balance. And at times, early in games, there's just no willingness to run the football. So I don't know if that's a byproduct of the offensive line or, hey, they just paid Josh Allen. Let's kind of let him cook, let, let him do his thing. But whatever the case may be, you know they've got a, a, what five games left at this point. Yeah, where they've got to be able to figure it out, and, and they've got to be able to kind of build that momentum going into the into the postseason because they will be a postseason team. They're going to beat Carolina, they'll beat Atlanta, and they'll beat New York, all of which they play at home in their house, and and all the you know those three teams have no business hanging with them, given their current situation too. And then they got to play Tampa and New England, which should be great indications of how legit they really are with some of the improvements they're trying to make.
1: It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, by the way, we were brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, uh, did somebody get screwed over? Somebody got screwed over in the world of football. We'll tell you who they are right here
0: on FSR.
1: are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs.
3: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up in a uh, little over 10 minutes from now, uh, we got ourselves uh, some grandstanding here, Brady Quinn. We got a blowhard. We've got a blowhard in the world of sports. Uh, that We'll get to that here in a little over 10 minutes from mean? now. Uh, just, you know, somebody uh, you know, somebody who thinks very highly of themselves, apparently. Oh. Yeah, just somebody. uh, Yeah,
2: one of those. Yeah, a little
1: little, little something for you. A little little tease. So we do a a tease in the uh, sports talk radio industry there. Just Mm -hmm. a little, you know, to throw that out there for you. Uh, All right. Um, The Heisman Trophy uh, finalists were announced. uh, Labar's Guy RG3. Uh, he uh, he made the announcement uh, last night. Uh, we've got our, our final four uh, Heisman hopefuls. Uh, they were announced. Uh, we've got uh, you know your guy uh, Bryce Young, uh, who was announced uh, from Alabama. C.J. Stroud from uh, Ohio State. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson from uh, Michigan, and um, uh, your guy Kenny Pickett from Pitt, uh, who a lot of people are still upset at because he fake slid uh, during the uh, you know ACC championship game. With- which,
2: by the way, was one of the dopest moves <laughs> I saw all weekend. Like that was first off the best angle, and not many people showed it because the best angle was actually behind. Where oh, I guess I should say uh, from the defender's perspective because there was a safety who literally got straight-legged, like didn't even almost attempt to try to go up and make a tackle as soon as his foot kind of dragged like he was going down. And once he popped up, he had an angle on him, and that was it. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's controversial. It still looked dope. Like, that was one of the coolest things I think we've seen all college football season.
1: Okay, what would be the difference between – a guy pretending to go out of bounds and cutting it back upfield. Nothing. That. Exactly. Nothing. So what are we talking I, well, about here?
2: I, I think there's two, there's two reasons because a guy pretending to go out of bounds, the defender's not going to try to hit him right, and there's an element of player safety. Like, that's where people find it controversial is defenders who oftentimes get kicked out or penalized for hitting a guy when you know, him going down to slide is like an act of sportsmanship in a way. Like He's kind of giving himself up for that spot, and he's given the protection from that. And so there's like an unwritten rule that what he was doing then was abusing that unwritten rule. And like I said, I don't really care. I thought it was cool. I I thought it was one of the better moves um, that I've seen this year in the open field.
1: All right. Now, so the finalists are set, but uh, you think that somebody got screwed over a little bit. Uh, Somebody got a little bit jobbed. Well, Uh,
2: look, I've been there to watch Aiden Hutchinson the past two weeks in person. He's one of the best players in the country. There's no one's going to dispute that Uh, what he did versus Ohio state versus a bunch of, you know, future NFL offensive linemen, having three sacks, 15 pressures was remarkable. I mean, he walked a tackle back into the quarterback this past week, had a sack that was ridiculous. They put a tackle and a running back on him, and he made them look like a piece of paper. I mean, just literally cut through both. So I understand, like, he deserves to be a part of the conversation, but what about a dude who plays in the best conference in the country, who leads the country in tackles for loss, and not, not even, like, by, like, a slim margin, right? He has 31 and a half tackles for loss. The next closest guy is 22. I mean, it's ridiculous, and it's, it's Will Anderson, the DN at, at Alabama. He's been phenomenal. By the way, he leads the country in sacks. Like, you want to talk about somebody who's been impactful and has helped kind of carry that defense. And I I think because Bama's lost a game and there's like this perception that their defense isn't very good, go look at them statistically speaking. Like, they ain't bad. They're very comparable to what Michigan's been. And and I think they get overshadowed because Georgia was so dominant this year that people thought, like, Alabama didn't play defense. Like, they had their bad moments, and they had games where they gave a bunch of yards or points, but by and large, they've been pretty good. And will Anderson has been a big piece of that, so it 's a shame he didn 't get invited. Um, I kind of know how that process works like my you know my, my uh, junior year, I would end up being fourth in the Heisman voting. Uh, thought it was an outside chance that i 'd end up going, but I, but i didn 't and a lot of that has to do with kind of you know the point system they 'll say it 's really about money you know back before um, the, the market crash, I want to say in the mid 2000s, they used to take a lot more players and they've kind of started to get a little more uh, frugal with the way they Good go God. about bringing in i'm just telling you how it is uh, i mean it's frustrating but it, it, that's the that's the reality of it they uh, don't spend like they used to on that kind of
1: stuff how much money does it cost to fly a kid and set him up in in, in new york fly a kid a grand
2: the hard thing is is it's not just him you're bringing his family you know you're putting them up as well it's 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 a tremendous honor but there's a lot that comes along with it from that side of things as well, and it's it's not like you know putting on an event's gotten any cheaper.
1: So, is uh, the reason Will Anderson got snubbed? What is your 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 bet? You just think that there's a narrative that Alabama's defense has struggled. Like why why Hutchinson and not him?
2: I think it's the narrative. I think if you go back two weeks ago, Hutchinson on the biggest stage in their their biggest game, showed out. And and I think that matters to people. Uh, it was the you know most watched game of this entire college football season, and so I, I think that was a stage that you know he got he got rewarded for having a Heisman moment, if you will. And I also think with Will Anderson, if you're watching Bama, you're probably more enamored with Bryce Young, who's going to win it. Like there's it's not even close. Like that's what ended up you end up seeing in the SEC championship game was Bryce Young having his Heisman moment, which I, I always hate that. I think it's the dumbest thing because. Yeah, that's one game. Just go look at his entire body of work. He he's been the best quarterback this entire football season. He's only a freshman. And and he, you know, oftentimes, you know, we'll kind of compare him to other players, he doesn't have quite as much help as people make it out to be. I mean, he's making a lot of plays that I don't know that other players could. In his situation,
1: yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, Brady Quinn, who was on the uh, Bryce Young uh, train, uh, you were you were the conductor uh, months and months and months ago when we were doing our Sunday night show. Uh, you pointed out uh, you watched the spring game, the Alabama spring game, uh, and you said, uh, "Listen, Bryce Young is going to win the Heisman." And we checked that night; he was ten to one. Uh, he was an underdog a couple of weeks ago, and now he's like a thirty to one favorite uh, to to win the Heisman. Meaning, you got to bet thirty dollars to win one. That Bryce Young is going to win the Heisman, so it looks like um, you know, uh, like you uh, called your shot months and months and months ago. Well,
2: I'll just say this: moving forward, I, I think he is going to end up winning two if he stays healthy because he's tiny. He's like five foot eleven, probably 185 pounds. I, I think he'll win two. Like I, 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 he'll be the first since Archie Griffin to do it. He's that good of a player. Like I'm not. This isn't hyperbole. I, I haven't seen a kid who just came on the college football stage and make it look that easy. Like the, he is unbelievable to watch, and and I, you know, people probably feel like I'm I'm getting over the top with this, but I I just I, I watch him every week, and I've watched every throw he's made this season. He is spectacular. Uh, he he really really yeah. is, and it's not the same Bama team in the past, folks, where you've got an offensive line all this. He's got a great wide receiver in Jamison Williams. He just lost John Mechie for the rest of this year. Their offensive line has been suspect. It really has. Their tight ends have had issues with drops. They haven't run the football as well as they used to. I just, he is, he has overcome all of that this season.
1: If he had the measurables of Trevor Lawrence, better prospect?
2: Oh, yeah. I is mean, it- and, and, that, and that's saying something because Trevor Lawrence won a, a title his freshman year, but he was on a much better team uh, than, than what I think this Alabama team is right now, at least wow. how they're playing. So.
1: And, and so his teammate, uh, Will Anderson, I ju- and I'm not trying to uh, call you out on this here. That's the last thing I would want to do here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to be supportive. I want to be supportive uh, as much as I possibly can. But you do know that you're partly responsible for Will Anderson not being invited uh, or getting, uh, you know, uh, being there in New York uh, as a Heisman finalist. Um, why is that? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson got all the love because he was on the biggest game of the year, and that was that game on Fox. And so because you guys have done such a tr- tremendous job at Big Noon Kickoff— uh, You've now ruined a kid's dreams being able to go and sit in and potentially win a Heisman like Will Anderson because you guys had to do such a phenomenal job on Big Noon kickoff throughout the course of the year. So, I mean, accept some responsibility. I mean, you're, you're part of the problem here. Like, So I just, I want I want to point that out here. I think that's a fair statement. Fair well,
2: now statement. I feel bad. I mean, I, now, now I feel like... Well,
1: listen, you, know. you, you do a hell of a job. I don't know what anybody said. You know, there's a lot of people out there, uh, you know, wanted to, you wanted to criticize it, wanted to complain about it, whether it was David Shaw or whether it was uh, Joe Castigliano, the Oklahoma Oklahoma AD, look what happens, man. You get in these, uh, these time slots and guys end up going uh, you know, and, and being a finalist for the Heisman uh, over somebody else who's got better numbers than them, like Aiden Hutchinson and, and Will Anderson. So, I mean, that, that's the power of Big Noon Kickoff. That, that's what we've determined here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: There's something wrong with that. That's you. how but, it's done. But let me just say this. It, it's such a cool honor to be a part of the Heisman. Um, it, it really is. And, and all those guys are, are going to enjoy the trip. At the end of the day, though, it's going to be Bryce Young when it's all said and done. <laughs> it's,
1: like not even, it's really not even worth going. I mean, go just – but understand at least uh, you've got no shot at, uh, at actually winning the Heisman. It's just yeah. – uh, yeah, he's going to be celebrated. I wonder who's going to be second because Aiden Hutchinson is the favorite to finish second right now. I, I, um, so I, I wonder how that's going to break down. See,
2: I, here's the hard part is like if I was going to rank them, I'd put Kenny Pickett second. I don't know that there's been another player, and like Pitt's not as big of a brand, so people probably haven't like watched or appreciated as much. But if he's not on that football team, I don't even think they have a winning record. Like it's a complete—they're going to a New Year's Six game. They just won the ACC championship. It's an entirely different season if he's not on that football team. Like that's how good he's been and he's played this year. He should be second. I would put Hutchinson at third. And and then I'd probably put C.J. Stroud a fourth. And and it's look Stroud's got great stats, but he's got so much talent around him. That offensive line, those wide receivers, the, yeah, I mean, even just the scheme. Ryan Day being your play caller, it's hard not to think that they could have put in Kyle McCord or Jack Miller, and you wouldn't have seen a degree of that. And that's not to take anything away from him. He's a very good player, but just the circumstance that Ohio State is, you have an embarrassment of riches out around you that you're playing with, and more so than any other – Quarterback and any of their offense.
1: It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up, uh, fifteen minutes from now, we've got some uh, violence, uh, some uh, player on fan violence in the world of sports. We're going to get to uh, that'll be yours. Fifteen minutes from now, here on FSR. So um, one of the uh, big storylines, a uh, little little drama post game was the uh, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Um, you know, afterwards, were being asked uh, a question. Uh, you know, in the media. And they were being asked a question by Jerry Sullivan, uh, who covers, uh, you know, covers the NFL. Uh, there in Buffalo, and uh, they did not like being asked whether or not they were embarrassed about their inability to stop the run by the Patriots. So it went like this following the game. I mean, what kind of question?
4: What are we doing, bro?
3: Hey. What kind of question is that? What's the,
4: question? I mean, <laughs> the nation's going to be criticizing you. Uh, I think we. I keep, think we keep that. right. Seven points. Yeah, we, 14, uh, four, 14, to 14. 14 to 10. Is that the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah, all right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I'll, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. This, this goes in this respect. It's all about respect. I come here every single week and I answer your questions truthfully, honestly. I appreciate you guys. Don't do that.
3: Don't do that. My name, players...
1: Okay. So, so clearly, Mike Hyde upset. Uh, you know, Poyer was upset. They're but bo- listen, they're bothered. Hey, misdirected anger. Uh, I get it. They were frustrated by the situation. Uh, they they couldn't, you know, for whatever reason, couldn't figure out uh, how to stop New England until very late in the game. By that time, it was too late, and then their offense couldn't get anything going. I I get all that, and and I never, I, to me, if a player. Right after he loses a game, is a little bit of a red ass with the media. I, I never take offense to it because look, man, if you got a bad day at work and somebody shoves a mic in your face and says, "Hey, how would it go in there?" Like, of course you're you're gonna get you're gonna be a little hot, and 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 some people will be a little bothered by it. But uh, Jerry Sullivan, I don't know if you saw this, Brady, uh, the reporter uh, who asked the question, decided to uh, set the record straight on Twitter, and he wrote the following. Micah Hyde acts like he's doing the media a favor by coming out and answering questions after games. That's the problem with the current access during COVID. The media can't be in the locker room asking tough questions. Most players get to hide while quote-unquote leaders speak for the team. Ooh, how about that? Uh, Just letting it be known uh, that you guys don't have the guts, uh, that you guys can sit there and hide, uh, but uh, you don't don't have the balls, Brady Quinn, as a player to answer (laughs) the tough questions. How's that feel? From uh, Jerry I, I, Sullivan. I, huh? mean, I mean,
2: look, I, I do think there's an element of what's gone on the past couple of years now with COVID that it's 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 not even about answering tough questions. It's about that relationship not being what it once was. Like you've got now players who are either rookies or been in the league for a couple of years, which make up a strong majority of the roster that, that these you know, potential media members have not had a chance to really develop a relationship with. And that's something that it matters because, you know, once you talk to these guys more frequently, those exchanges that you just heard, they don't happen as often. They've got a better understanding or they know those players, you know, to a certain degree. Now, again, in this case, you're talking about veteran guys who've been there, who've done that and been around it. And and I'm not sure, you know, what led to, you know, Jerry feeling like. You know, he needs to say that. Uh, and I'm sure he feels frustrated and he feels like he's just trying to do his job. And, and look, as, as I pointed out, this is an issue for Buffalo. They struggled a couple of weeks ago to stop Indianapolis. They struggled last night to stop a one-dimensional Patriots team who, you know, he talked about. They kind of kept coming back to the same couple plays. They couldn't stop it. And so re- regardless of what issues their offense is dealing with, that's not your problem. Your problem defensively is like you didn't have to worry about stopping a pass and you still couldn't shut down a run game. That's a problem. And so, you know, emotions after the game run high. This is one that, you know, again, hurts even more because it's a divisional opponent. It was in their house where you'd hope you'd be able to come away with a win. And it didn't work out. So uh, it's not that players, I think, have a hard time answering tough questions. It's just I've never been a fan of, of media availability after a game. I, I think it always puts players and coaches in a tough position. Or you're not going to get the answer you want. Because what are they going to say? Let me go have a chance to go back and watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah, what's the go-to? I mean, watch the no, film?
2: Yeah, let me go back and watch the film. Because <laughs> that's the truth. Like As a quarterback, you always felt great after wins. You know what? You watch the film the next day and you go, oh, I really didn't play that well. And then after losses, you go, man, I feel like the worst human being in the world. And you go back and watch it and you go, I didn't really play that bad. It's always somewhere in the middle. And coaches feel that way. Players feel that way. And there's a lot of times, too, like you sit back there and you'll, you'll talk through a scenario of what happened in the game, and you'll be like, yeah, it was a miscommunication, or here was the breakdown, or we should have made this call and we didn't, or this guy just plain messed up. Like, you, you don't have a chance to break it all down together. And so that's the other thing is, you're being asked to talk to the media, and they need to put out something, and the truth is, you don't have all the answers yet. You, know, you need a chance to go back and watch it and take it all in. So, I, look, I understand the frustration from all this, but that clearly got a little out of hand.
1: And, and I don't need to be lectured uh, of what's wrong. Uh, players can't answer tough questions. Like, come on, man. Like, th- this isn't a fight. All right. You asked to And by the way, I believe it was a yes or no question. So he's lucky he got that response and not some, you know, some candy ass response like yes or no. When you ask, are you embarrassed by your inability to stop the run? Yes. I mean, like, that's a terrible question. So, like, he's lucky he got that response for him to then go on Twitter like a blowhard and then start lecturing players on how they should behave with their media and they don't have the guts. It's like, come on, dude. Like, it's right after a game. If you write a crummy column and one of those guys sticks a mic in your face and says, hey, why are you embarrassed by that article you wrote? he's not going to be hot about it. Like when he knows that everybody saw the same thing and they're frustrated by it. I just think there needs to be a little bit of grace period here, man. Like I've never understood it.
2: That's the truth of it too, is there's, there's a, there's an element of just, you know, (laughs) there's, they're not going to be criticized the same way players are. And so you can't sit there and and point and say like, these guys don't have thick skin or they can't answer the tough questions because you never could. Like you've never been in that position where someone's questioned you or criticized you about your job on a national stage, and that's where there needs to be more respect, I think, and that's that's probably what I think those guys were upset about in the first place was was the manner in which they asked the question, not necessarily the content of the question itself.
1: And I mean, come on, like you mean to tell me that? Of course, they're going to be frustrated. They they thought the Patriots were dead and buried. They they didn't have to worry. It's all over. This division is ours. And then Belichick rolls out in free agency, makes a bunch of signings, uh, signs multiple tight ends, players on defense. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Nikhil Harry is like the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL. Mac Jones is throwing three passes in a game, uh, and they're winning on the road in your house. Like, of course they're frustrated. I mean, they, th- they thought this team was gone. And like the Undertaker, they rise from the coffin, hand f- uh, pops up out of the dirt, and here they are. Patriots are back, baby. My Patriots. I want to point that out. My Patriots, Brady Quinn. Is
2: that because the Bears aren't doing much, and then you just, you've just completely jump ship
1: at this point? I don't point? know what you're talking about. Uh, Baylor no. Bears? Uh, you're talking about the Baylor Bears? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. By the uh, way,
2: we going to get a chance to talk about that. One of the greatest finishes
1: it's great. I've
2: ever seen in college football. It's great. It was amazing. And you know what like, goes unnoticed about that entire sequence? And for those who didn't see, Oklahoma State literally on the one-yard line, the final play of the game, a chance to win it. And, and obviously the running back, his name's Me Jackson, um, ended up diving and literally missing the pylon by an inch. And that was to win it all. Doing the, the Big 12 championship, honestly probably go to the college football playoff. And now it's Baylor who wins and, and the rest is kind of history. But what I loved about that moment was Dave Aranda could have let them score just to have time back for his offense to try to make a drive. And instead, he just bowed up. And he said, nope, that's not how life works. We're not going to play that sort of way. We're going to try to stand strong and firm and stop these guys. So, credit to Baylor, man. That was an unbelievable finish this past weekend.
1: Uh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, uh, out here at Cowlou, uh, I went to uh, Kalou, uh CLU. Uh, you know where CLU is, don't you? Thousand Oaks, baby. Uh, Dave Aranda, the uh, the Hato 5 as they call it that's where the Rams uh, uh, practice facility is little, just teach you a little bit about Ventura County out here and people driving around on AM570LA yeah, sports yeah. the blowtorch AM570LA sports they know all about Ventura County so yeah, yeah.
2: you know I've been out there to because to call it a Rams game and and met with the team and everything out there right?
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, listen, but but I'm you didn't that. but you didn't get that side uh, sort of inside access. That I, I, I just, just don't know you. what
2: that has to do other other than you trying to flex your knowledge on just, Dave Aranda.
1: Just just dropping some bombs. That's all okay. I do. Yes, uh, that's bomb that's dropper you do. here. Yeah, you, you, just, you and your squad. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just a bomb. You and your
2: squatting oh. potty dropping. Hey, bombs. We're not
1: going. We're not going anywhere near there because these three these three hooligans, Levar, uh, Lee, and and Roberto. I mean, I feel like uh, like <laughs> I'm going to walk around in a gas mask today. Like <laughs> it is unbelievable. You're blaming
2: Lee. He did all he could just to make it to our show, and you're blaming Lee with all. This.
3: He's
1: flying a crop duster in the studio. Oh, I'm ripe today. I, I, it's ah, like, like, like he's got like he's got airport gas like We, that, we need to talk to Lee though about his uh, his experience well, <laughs> in the past few days. <laughs> I, I I want him to stay away from me right now. I, I don't yeah. need anything to do. With I that.
2: thought I thought he was coming back as Leroy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Lee. We did uh, we did speculate that you were going to come back as Leroy. Uh, after uh, your, uh, you know, meeting with uh, the in-laws and, and whatnot. You know, probably safe to not comment on the air on that. Oh, <laughs> so boy. congratulations, Lee, uh, yeah. Roy. Uh, all right, it is uh, Two Pros to Cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we've got some violence, some player-on-fan violence in the world of sports. It's yours right here on FSR. <laughs> all right.
4: Uh, uh, uh. Who is this, Berto? Temptations. Oh. What, what song is it? Silent Night. Oh, okay. Oh. Why did somebody request that? I don't know. I'm oh. just saying. This is, it's a good song. I mean, what what's a Christmas without Pretty. Temptations? Christmas music, you know? It's pretty. I mean, well, there you go. Oh, I, I know where
2: you're
1: going. Need some energy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, and, well done.
1: Well done. Need some... Uh, that yeah. took me a while to get there. Uh, it's, all it's good, It's man. disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup get of joe that? here on I mean, Fox it, Sports it, Radio. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if we, we want to go down, let's... let's <laughs> all right. I mean, you know. um, <laughs> by the way, we're going to be uh, back <laughs> on the air tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Right now, though, it is time for something uh, we do every single day. Oh, I guess we're not going. To well, okay. Well, what no, do you want no, to do? No, no, no. Let's go oh, to do, the scraps. You, do we... Let's
4: go to lead the lap is here. All right. Let's go to the scraps. Let's Stick go Lee. to the script like Bill Belichick.
0: You moron! <laughs> How could you not get to these stories? You moron! These. Oh, Are the scraps.
1: And for that, we turn it over to the great Leroy DeLapp to find out what we missed so far on the show. Leroy? Come on, Leroy. You guys, in case you missed it, there was a a little bit of a scrap of the Canadian Football League as the, the Toronto Argonauts. Jump the fence and start brawling yeah. with the fans after a playoff. Loss. Gotta love that. Yeah,
4: that's called passion.
1: Damn right. Yeah, right. I mean, come on.
4: <laughs> I was joking. I just wanted to see if you were going to come with me, Jonas. and see. I know what type of fan you are now. Okay, come on. Well, let's go. I
1: mean, listen. Uh, you know, it's it's Canadian Football League. It's uh, you know, you know. So those, there's those, something different well, about it. Those Canadian beers hit differently.
4: Yeah, they do. Just saying. So does the the honey and syrup. Well, yeah. especially the syrup, huh? Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know. You never had Canadian syrup? Never been. Oh, to it's different. It's different Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. Never oh. been. To sweeter. Yeah, sweeter. Straight from the tree. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that S straight from the tree right onto the pancake. Put the pancake right there, right in front of the tree. Boom. Comes right on that.
1: What do they call it? Like Like uh, Jim Hortons or whatever it's called? Oh, I don't know. What is it? Poutine? Uh, like Tom, Tom Hortons? I don't what, know. See, uh, the chain out there. Tim Hortons. Yeah, so, yeah. Tim why why Hortons. are you messing up with the name? I don't know. You I know, know it. I've never been You know, there. know it. You no, get those Tim bits. Yeah. I've never been there. I have no idea. I've never been to Canada. Never been it's not my. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Leave what you have. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, s- well, speaking of sweets from other places, you guys, I was just in New York. I noticed. Uh, uh, what what do you of notice?
4: That, that you got an auntie now, auntie in law <laughs> named Sweets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
4: a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a dude. Hey, Sweets. Hey. Come here, Sweets. And it's a
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's what you learned, Lee, huh? <laughs> They're going to be trouble. <laughs> trouble. <laughs> trouble. Uh, yeah, Lee, you were uh, you were going to say there's a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. Too many Dunkin' Donuts. donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is awful donut. Good coffee, awful donut. What, what's your guys' favorite donut? They're, they're replacing the liquor stores. Oh, you know. uh, donut holes. <laughs> The Sprinkled, sprinkled donut holes are the best donut on the planet. Not even close.
2: Hey, rise and roll. Rise, rise and, roll, and roll, roll bakery, the original one. Jonas already gave it a shout out. I will say, by the way, I'll send all of you guys some. It is the most delicious thing you've ever eaten. I swear that's a donut. Uh, I promise you.
1: Okay, so so what is it, though? But the, the question is a donut, an actual donut. Not a shop, a donut, right? It,
2: it's not a shop. It, they have a specific type of donut. I've sent it to you. That's the one you reference. It's like their original. It's their go-to.
1: So, what's the difference between that and a regular donut anywhere else? <laughs>
2: it's how they make it.
1: Was it like uh, just the bread, the dough? I, I
2: mean, think so. It? It's their process. They got a proprietary process. It's Amish made, man. All right. Hey, do f- they, they
1: don't tell those secrets with you. Uh, how mm. do we feel it? What, what do you mean? Uh, Amish people own it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> how? They don't even have electricity.
2: Yeah, they make it old
1: fashioned, buddy. Really? Yeah. I had, I swear to God I had no idea. I would yeah. l- I would love to get an Amish person on as a guest. I have so many questions. Like like <laughs> if they, if they see a power tool, do they like freak out? So, like, some are allowed to use them now. Like
2: my, my dad has a lot of contractors that are Amish.
1: Like yeah. like if, if they see you plug in uh, like your iPhone charger, have you do they ever like go seen? Have you ever seen a
4: turbo boosted Amish cart? No. Oh man, that is the wildest. I, <laughs> have you guys seen Kingpin? You're unbelievable. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where, have you where, ever have you ever where seen he's one? Using the urinal? You ever you <laughs> ever <see> them joints? <laughs> you ever see one of them joints skid out when they turn and bend them corners? Uh, okay. F- favorite
1: do- favorite
4: donut.
1: <laughs> How, f- favorite donut, Lavar. There's a donut shop in just a donut. In Glendora. Like is it an apple fritter, a maple bar, a chocolate bar?
4: Oh no no I'm, I Whoa. like the uh, those aren't donuts then are they? I like the cake batter donuts. <laughs> I like the cake batter donuts. <laughs> yeah yes right. why, well, are you what, tripping? Why, why,
2: why is he like okay why do you if, make it, a, maple a cinnamon maple caramel bar. donut it's a similar
4: caramel donut cinnamon and that's what caramel they oh that sounds yes. good yeah. I, so I just good. like the the old-fashioned cake batter donuts lee what's your favorite donut S- sprinkled donut <laughs> donut hole or just a donut no. No, just the donut i, I don't think donut no. holes taste as good as the donut Agreed. Well, that's racist that's a great take
0: <laughs>